Jack Shore, back on the show. Appreciate the time, man. Uh, get you back on here before your fight in a couple weeks in London, England. Uh, but before we get into that, let's talk about your debut. You went to Copenhagen. You got the third round submission over Nolan Hernandez. Very dominant performance. Tell me what you didn't like about that fight, though. Um, to be honest, there wasn't there wasn't um, there wasn't a lot I didn't like. Obviously, it was a very very good performance. Very um satisfying fight on my part uh, there, there was a few little things I mean I, I got um, I got involved in, in a bit of his game in the second round a little bit mm-hmm. where I was just trading wild punches but I mean um, obviously I'd like to finish him in the in the first round because I had his back for so long but other than that you know it, I, I think I showed um, despite it being my debut then I bring a lot to the table and, and, and my skills obviously on a high level uh, Noeline is Obviously, high level guy. You watch his fight, like we said before the fight. You know, you watch him against Cheeto Vera. Um, he, he caused him some issues. So for me to go in there and dominate him um, for the full three rounds, and then obviously pull out the finish late on, um, was very, very good thing for me and my team. It almost seemed like you surprised him in that fight. Do you feel that you did that? Yeah, I think so. I, th- I think I surprised him in a couple of areas, to be honest. Uh, I know uh, as, as British and Welsh guys, we don't always get the you know, is, is that old stigma of, you know, they, they can't wrestle with the Americans. Um, so I think my wrestling offense shocked him a little bit, uh, especially how easy I was taking him down. I think that took him by surprise. And also my boxing as well. I think um, I think he came into the fight sort of maybe looking at me as just a grappler then who, who's got good ground control. Whereas, uh, you, you know, after sort of I found my range and my rhythm, I, I was I was picking him off, at, you know, at will on the feet with my jab and my kicks. Um, so I think that threw him off as well, disrupted his rhythm, disrupted his game plan. Um, you know, I think everything he sort of brought to the table, I think I surprised him and had an answer for. So, I, you know, maybe that's why, you know, he just couldn't get going because I shut him down so early on. Yeah, in the UK, I know that a lot of people were pulling for you, man. You have a lot of support out there. And when you went out there and you got that first win out the way, I'm pretty sure when you got back home, everybody was wild huh it was pretty wild probably yeah it was a it was it was a crazy like sort of two weeks i mean um <laughs> a lot of support you know come over from the uk and wales to um to support me live at the event and obviously when i came back i was treated like royalty for a couple of days you know every, mm-hmm. everyone wants a picture and uh, a chat and you know the amount of messages and and you know instagram messages and facebook posts stuff like that the amount, amount of things added, it would have been impossible for me to get back to everyone so it was really overwhelming um and so, you know, I'm looking forward to getting back to it. And I suppose it's only going to get bigger. Um, every fight you are, you get more exposure with the UFC. You get more people watching. More eyes are on you from, obviously, not just the UK, but all over the world now. So uh, i got to get used to it and get used to it fast, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, definitely, man. Uh, yeah, it's just a little taste of what's to come. There's a gap of six months between that fight and this fight coming up. Was that intentional? Did you want to take that much time off? Uh, I think... I wouldn't say I wanted to take that much time. It was just a lot of things going on um, outside of fighting. Also, I've opened up a gym as well, so I, you know that that didn't open till uh, beginning of November. So I wanted to focus on that early on, um, and then it was obviously Christmas and you know get, getting past the Christmas period, stuff like that. So I, and there was no sort of fights offered to me before Christmas. Um, so I, I had a you know a, when they announced London was for March, I had a very you know, a good idea that I would sort of lead one me for the card. So I just sort of set my sights on that and just waited for the call. It wasn't so much intentional to take six months, but with the timing of the London card and the opening of the gym, I suppose it, it sort of worked out for the better in the end. 
getting into the UFC and getting a great win in your first fight, it must have impacted the gym tremendously. Yes, definitely. Yeah, the the opening of the gym obviously came at a perfect time. We we knew before the fight, obviously, that I was going to me and my father was going to be opening the gym, and so you know it was a little bit of extra pressure. Obviously, the the buzz of, of opening the new facility like that probably wouldn't have been the same if I picked up a loss. So um, I was happy to get the, the win in the way I did, and obviously the the influx of people we've had come through the gym since the debut and, and since the opening has been great. Um, training training partners all land new, you know, benefiting me, but not just that, you know, guys guys who've been training 10 years to to guys who are, who are new starters. Uh, it's great to see such big numbers in the UK, you know, we're not, I suppose MMA over here is not as big as it is maybe over in the States. So to see, you know, us pulling in anywhere between sort of 50 and 80 members, per, uh, sorry, participants per class, it's, it's great to see and, and I like to think that I'll, I'll play a little part and I you know with, uh, with with the win and obviously the performance I put on in Copenhagen. Yeah, there's no doubt that that has impacted everything, man. It's it's you know it yeah. has it's it happens to every fighter around the world once they get that those three letters next to their name, you know it's just it just helps them tremendously with with their business. Uh, now uh, you get your fight lined up versus Geraldo de Freitas in London which is actually probably pretty good for you because you do have a business and then going to London, it's not a long trip, so you don't have to spend so much time. Uh, what were your initial thoughts when you got the name on the contract? Um, I, I've watched I've watched a, a fight at Geraldo's before, um, before I even got, you know, before we even got matched up, just, just through watching, watching. I'm, I'm a bit of a fanboy, so I watch every every fight there is, every card there is, I watch the prelims and the main card. Um so I knew what he was about. Obviously, I know he's a good grappler. He's, he's a decent striker. Uh, but it's a fight I'm comfortable with. You know, it's um, he brings a lot to the table, but nothing I haven't seen before. Um, no, no, I don't want to say nothing that can't cause me problems. But you know, every sort of every sort of strength he has, I feel like I'm capable of dealing with. And, and that's not a knock on him. He's a great fighter. It's just I feel I'm just you know that couple of percentage and couple of levels above him. You mentioned that you have a new gym. So are you? Are you training at your own gym for this camp, or are you going to different locations to get the work in? Yeah, so I do the majority of. Um, although it's a new gym, it's it's a it's the same. It's my old gym. Then we've just moved facility to um mm. to to a bigger place, and we've obviously changed our name now from Tillery Combat to to Show MMA, mm. which is um obviously my some of my father's been looking at doing for a long time. So I still got the same training partners. Um, we brought in Brett Johns, uh, another Welsh guy who just fought in the UFC. He's looking for a quick turnaround, so we brought him in to out with the sparring. Uh, but yeah, I'm doing the majority of my training there. I do my boxing um, with Gary Lockett then in Cardiff, which is about a 30-minute drive. Uh, but everything we're, we're fortunate now that we've got um, a strength conditioning area as well as a full-size cage and a matted area. So, you know, apart from having to travel to my boxing gym to, to do my sessions there, I've, I've truly got everything I need and. Uh, under one roof, you know. Some days I'm going in the gym seven a.m. in the morning, and you know I'm leaving eight o'clock in the night. And I'm managing to get in four or five sessions some day, which is a massive luxury, you know, to have a full time facility like that in Wales. You know, especially for an MMA gym, is is something that we haven't sort of seen. So it's made a massive impact on my training, uh, my lifestyle as well has changed. Obviously, being down the gym twenty four seven pretty much. So it, it's been great for me. It's, I've really seen the benefits of it this camp. Well, you might have a lot of guys come through now because, like you said, that's kind of unprecedented to have a place where everything is there already in one location. Um, do you see people coming in like other fighters because of that reason? Yeah, we had a lot of guys travel down. Um, 
from Wales, and uh, we had a couple of guys from England come down as well for a bit of sparring. But you know, um, we it's a friendly atmosphere at the gym. There's no egos. You know, if anyone wants to come through to to train and spar, you know, provided we're not fighting them in a couple of weeks' time, then we always welcome them with open arms. You know, it's hard, it's hard to deny that we have the, the, the best facility in Wales and probably one of the best facilities in Europe, to be honest now. Um, put a lot of time and money into it. So, you know, anyone who, who's sort of serious about, you know, wanting that sort of atmosphere where, you know, like you get in the American gyms, your ATT and your Jacksons, where you can truly stay at the gym all day if you want, you know, where you've got 24-7 access to the gym, then show MMA is, is the place to be. we got some of the world's best coaching staff and, and you know, you haven't got to leave Wales to access it. So... It's, uh, it's it's made a massive difference to me and my team and, you know, the guys who are coming down to get a bit of work in, you can see that uh, they're recurring, they come in more and more often, so you can see that obviously they're seeing the benefits of it as well. And you got two of the best the country has to offer in mixed martial arts training at the gym. Hey, that's that's got to be lovely, <laughs> yeah, especially for you it. and for him because you guys get to train each other because Brett John, he's just coming off a massive win over uh, Tony Gravely, I believe. Yeah. Uh yeah, he finished him right in the third round. Yeah, that was it. So Miss Reinaked Short. So I you know, I've been training on and off with um with Brett for, for years. He's, he's he lives about about a forty five minute when I would drive away from me. But we've ever since I was an amateur and Brett was was fighting at a Titan FC, we've always sort of done a bit of training together on and off. But um, you know, we're making it a regular thing now. And like you said, we're we're two of the best in the country, two of the best in the world even, some people would argue, you know, in the division. So to to have that sort of training level of training partner they're pushing me and, and get to spar with him every day I'm, I'm very thankful to him and I know he's thankful to me as well for the for the the work we get to put in so our level is only going to go up by training with each other you know it's um every round's 50 50 so there's there's things he's showing me there's things I'm showing him there's days when you know he's putting it on me like like no one else in the gym can so it's, it's great for me it, it takes me out of my comfort zone as well and it's only going to push the level of, of both of us through the roof, which ultimately is what we want. The, the more Welsh guys in the UFC, you know, breaking into the top 15, top 10 is, is better for Wales as a whole, not not just for the gym. So, you know, it's a, it makes sense for us to be training together. Yeah, beautiful thing, yeah. man, beautiful thing. Now, for you, this fight coming up, what, how do you visualize this fight going down? You know, do you see, like, you, you're going to slow cook the guy or do you see yourself finishing this up quick? To be honest, I think Geraldo... He's one of them fighters where it truly could go either way. You know, it could be a quick finish or it could have to be a slow burn. Um, he's a very good grappler. You know, he's a first degree black belt, so you got to take him seriously there. But with his striking, he's very wild on the feet and very aggressive. So it's a catch twenty two. You know, I could catch him. Early. I'm, I'm, I know, I know, I've got slick hands and, and I can dig a bit. You know, so if I can find the timing and the range on him early, who's to say I won't, won't catch him and put him down early? But we is so wild and so reckless, you know. I can't really, I can't come out there swinging in and play play his own game with him because that could end up turning bad for me. So, as much as I like to think I can get him out there early, I may need to, you know, come out fight tactically, keep myself nice and neat, and use, you know, my skill over over sort of his aggression, and his recklessness. So, you know, I'd love to get a first round finish. I, would re- I think I'd really, you know, get get the crowd going, especially for the for the fights later on in the night. But everyone knows. As long as I'm in the keys, I'll be pushing for the finish, whether it's the first, second, or third round. So, you know, I think I've got four third round finishes now, which is which is a bit insane, really. Which shows, you know, I, if I can put the pace and the game on someone for long enough, I tend to crack them and get them out of there. So we're coming for the finish, but you know, we, we, as long as we get our win, we'll come away happy. With everything 
coming together right now, you know, with Brett Johns coming with, you know, to your gym, you open your new facility, has everything there. You don't really have to travel too much anymore. Is your confidence higher than it has ever been? I know you've been confident your whole career, but I'm saying right now, is it like at another level? Yeah, without a doubt. Obviously, there's there's a lot of factors that played into that. Obviously, but before I signed the UFC, everyone was telling me, you know, you, you know, you deserve to be in the UFC. You can compete with the best in the world. And it's all well and good people telling you that. But if you don't believe it yourself, then, you know, it, it's it's just empty words. So I've always believed in myself. But the the fact that I went out there and performed and, and, you know, showed to everyone but myself as well that I'm capable of beating these guys, especially, you know, Noeline, who's from a massive gym in AKA. We're capable of showing despite being in a little country of Wales and we can compete there. So that obviously boosted my, my confidence. And just just the lifestyle I'm living now, you know, the fact that if I want to spend 12 hours a day in the gym, whether it be training, you know, rehabilitation or just relaxing and watching some fights and like and do what I feel like now I'm living how, how the top guys do, you know. they You, you look at the big gyms, like I, I've been up to Jackson Wink and Train. I've seen the videos of, you know, AKA and ATT. Them guys are in the gym all day. They, they turn up for their morning session and there's no need for them to leave. So the fact that I get to do that now without really having to travel too much is a big confidence booster for me. I, I know I'm utilising, you know, I'm utilising every hour of the day that nothing is being wasted. There's there's no, there's no the, the two, three hour travelling that I used to do some days, you know, in previous camps. So for every minute I'm awake of the day, it's, um you know, it's a constructive hour. So it's a constructive couple of hours. So it's, my confidence is through the roof, but again, I'm under no illusion. When you're fighting in the UFC, you are fighting the best guys in the world. So, although I'm confident and, and looking forward to showcasing where I go, at the same time, my coaches, you know, they, they do a good job of reeling me in and, and making sure I stay focused on the task at hand. Do you feel if it lines up right this year, you could be ranked by December? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that um, it's it's a million, you know, a million miles away. You know, I like to stay active. If I could get three, three fights, maybe even four to push in this year, there's no reason. You know, even if I get three, that would leave me four and zero in the UFC. There's no reason now after two fights, hopefully by by the summer, that I can't push for a, a no, I'm not saying a a massive name, but there's no reason why I can't push for that third fight to be a you know a fight with, with a bit bigger stake and hopefully push me into that top fifteen rank. And that, that's ultimately the goal, obviously, is to get ranked and climb up that ladder. But again. No, I'm 25, just turned, so there's no rush. I've got to take my time. As much as I love to jump in there now and fight the top 10, it's a it's a slow process, and and you no, know, that's that's why my coaches are are there for to uh, to keep me on the reins. <laughs> yeah, well, if you get up to like three and zero, you know, four and zero, that's when you can start calling people out, and and it'll it'll actually mean something. You know what I mean? Like when you're like. Uh, two fights in it, calling people out doesn't really mean too much, right? Yeah, that's it. Like when I signed for the UFC, everyone's like, "Yeah, oh, you got you want to fight for the belt and this and that." And I was like, well, "Of course I do," but <laughs> no one's taking me seriously when I have I've I've had a fight or I'm one and zero in the UFC. You know, I, I I'm aware that there's a lot lot of people in the division um, who are bigger names than me who who have sort of earned their status to to be in the top fifteen. So, like you said, I've got to build up, keep building momentum keep showing what I'm about and then like you said maybe three four and all I can start pushing then and when I do call people out there's a bit of purpose behind it you know it's mm. not just uh, not just doing it for the sake of doing it all right um Bantamweight division they just announced that the title the title fight is actually going to happen soon Henry Suhudo versus Jose Aldo for UFC 50 in Brazil do you do you do you like this do you like that Jose Aldo is getting a title shot on two two fight uh, or what is it two fight losing streak 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm to be honest, I'm stuck stuck in a bit of a. I'm sort of in the middle because, you know, I, I feel like it doesn't make sense. Obviously, him, him coming off two losses. Um, he lost his last his his bantamweight debut, debut. I mean, I thought I won it, but whether I what, what everyone thinks or not, in in the record books, it's down as a loss. So it doesn't make a lot of sense in that sense. I don't think you know to be coming off two losses and you, you're 0-1-1 in the division to, to get a title fight. But then on, on the flip side, it's Jose Aldo. So, I mean, you know, the, the former pound-for-pound pound king, people call him the greatest featherweight of all time. You know, a lot of people um, slated him for going to Bantamweight and he fought Morales and he looked as, as good as, well, the best he's looked in a long time. So, if it wasn't Aldo, I think I would be a lot more pissed off about it and, and you know, saying that it doesn't make sense. But the fact that it's Jose Aldo, I, I, I think we can let it slide just because of how much of a legend he is. And the the funny thing is about it, like, although he's on a two-fight losing streak, isn't it's not a fight where you look at it and think, oh, he's got no chance because he, he, he could very well, you know, spark it. So he would go out. He's just, he's one of them, Aldo. When he turns up and he's on form, then he can beat anyone in the world. So if it, if it wasn't Aldo, I probably would say, you know, I'm not happy about it, but... Fuck it, it's Aldo, so you know he can do what he wants. You know what I mean? Do you see Aldo sparking uh, Suhudo? Do you think Aldo has a, a good chance of taking Suhudo out, knocking him out? I mean, I after watching his fight with Morales, um, I feel like he could probably. Yeah, I think he, he definitely is in with a shout of catching him. Um, again, though, I think Suhudo. I don't want to say he's underrated because obviously he was the double champ, but I don't. I think Suhudo because of the the king of cringe stuff, he doesn't get. I think it's a bit like the Kobe Covington situation then. Like, because Kobe Covington talks so much shit, people want to discredit his skills. And I think it's going that way with Sahildo a little bit because he's the king of cringe and he's he's so weird online. People want to take away from his skill set. But you can't deny that the guy is, you know, the best in the division. So, you know, Aldo, you know, he could he could catch him. But I think ultimately, so it'll be a very similar fight to, to when he fought Morales. I think Aldo starts strong. But we know, we know over five rounds, Aldo's... Uh, cardio has always been questionable, so I think I'll see. I see Sahildo dragging it out, sort of third, fourth round. He'll start to take over then, and maybe even get a finish. After your next fight is over, do you want to branch out and go fight in the states, leave Europe? Because your first two fights, you know, first is Denmark. Now you're fighting in England. Do you want to go to the states? Because I think that that's like the place where all the big fights happen, right? Las Vegas, at least, right? Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, Obviously, I'm not overlooking or looking past this fight, but obviously, if all goes well, yeah, I'd love a quick turnaround um, June, July time to get out, out of the States and, and just branch out. I know, you know, me and probably 200 other fighters are going to be calling for it, but I, to, to fight on something like International Fight Week then in July, that would be a dream come true. Whether I was first fight of the night or whatever, to 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 be on that car would be amazing. So if all goes well, yeah, there's no reason why I can't get a quick turnaround for that July card, or even June, you know, there's a couple of American cards, even a fight night in America, obviously, we can say what we want, and it's, you know, Europe is, is where I've got my base, and, and where I've made a name for myself, but we all know the, the further you branch out, especially with America, like, you know, your Vegas, your New York, then that, that's when the, 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 the big dogs are watching you then, you know, the, the top bosses are there, and they, and they keep an eye on you in person, so, I'd love to get out there and fight sooner rather than later, obviously, um, on the flip side then, I know you're actually coming to Dublin in August, so if they don't want me in America, then obviously Dublin would make a lot of sense too. But uh, if I had to pick a preference, as much as I'd love to fight in Ireland, I'm sure I can do that at a later date. I'd love to get out to America now um, and experience a, 
a couple of weeks out there, you know, and and, and experience and, and see what the American crowd got to offer. Take a couple of Welsh guys out there, you know. Yeah. We uh we like to be loud and make ourselves known in Wales, so it'd be great to take uh, take some of the Jacks or Army out there and uh, let let the Americans see what we're about as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Also, you know, in June they have that big card in Australia. The pay per view is there. You know, there's a lot of options for you in the future, man. The rest yeah, of this year. Yeah, I mean, look again, Australia. That that be mm. would not be a nice little. Mm. Nice little two week trip, you know. Yeah. To, to, to go, I've got I've got friends and family in Australia, so again, I'd love to go out there and um and, and have a scrap as well. I mean, I'm not one of these guys who just wants to stick in Europe fighting. You know, I don't want to make the numbers up on the. I, I love fighting in Europe, and you know, I'll never turn down a fight given on a European card. But I don't just make the numbers up and be another European guy fighting in Europe. I'd love, I, you know, I I want to travel the world. I've done plenty of fighting in Europe now over the last sort of four or five years. So, I, you know, I'm open to any Abu Dhabi, America, Australia, Japan even. Send me anyway. You know, I, I'm open to fighting anyway. All right. Well, before all that happens, March 21st, UFC on ESPN Plus 29, London, England. Jack Shore makes his return. Jack, always good talking to you. Good luck on the fight. Good luck on your successful gym that you just opened and everything, man, else that you're doing. Thank you so much. Thanks, mate. Always a, always a pleasure. So I uh, look forward to speaking to you again.